A woman who was diagnosed with a serious illness several years ago sent me an email the other day. She said that after she received the bad news, a friend sent her a card with the following written on it. Hope, obey, surrender, and trust. Pray like a child in his father's arms and expect miracles. A child in his father's arms. That's a very good image, I think, a very good metaphor for baptism. Most people, I would say, see baptism as a formal ritual, exclusively as a formal ritual that removes original sin and makes us members of the church, all of which, of course, is true. Baptism does both of those things. It does take away original sin, and it does make us Catholics. But it does more than that. It really does much more than that. For example, baptism also makes us God's adopted children in Christ Jesus. And so just as an earthly father holds his child in his arms during the ceremony of baptism, so too, in a very real sense, in a spiritual sense, does the Heavenly Father hold us in his arms throughout our lives because we are baptized. We may not always be conscious of it. Admittedly, I am not always conscious of it. But I try to keep it in mind, this idea, because it's true. We are his. We belong to him because of the sanctifying grace and the sacramental character which come into our soul when water is poured on our forehead and the bishop, priest, or deacon says those words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hope, obey, surrender, trust, pray, and expect miracles. Those words of advice which that woman who was ill received from her friend several years ago also express, I would say, the attitudes that we should have toward our Heavenly Father as his adopted children. They're the attitudes, in other words, which flow from our baptism. First, hope. Hope has to do with heaven. As a baptized person, I live in hope. I live in the hope that, as Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many dwelling places, including one for me. And that hope helps me to persevere when things get tough, when things get difficult, because I know that in the end it will all be worth it. Obey. As a baptized person, I obey my Father, or at least I make the effort to obey my Father, because I believe that He created me and that He knows what's best for me. Surrender. As a baptized person, I surrender to my Father, because my Father has a good plan for my life. And I know that if I follow that plan, I'll be happy here on this earth, to the extent that I can be happy in this life under my present circumstances, and I'll be eternally happy with him someday in heaven. Trust. As a baptized person, I put my trust in my Father because he's perfectly honest and truthful, and he's worthy of my trust. Pray. As a baptized person, I pray to my Father because he's my dad. 
and he loves me. So I can go to him in the confidence that he'll always give me what I need, and sometimes special favors. And I really like it when he gives me special favors. And finally, expect miracles. As a baptized person, I expect great things from my Father because my Father is all-knowing and all-powerful and he can do the miraculous. Today, as I mentioned at the beginning of our liturgy, we celebrate the feast of the baptism of Jesus Christ. When our Lord was baptized 2,000 years ago, his identity as the only begotten Son of the Father was revealed to the world. He already knew who he was, but the rest of the world, with the exception of Mary and Joseph and a few others, did not. To most of the people who had encountered Jesus on a daily basis before this event, he was just the young and talented son of a Jewish carpenter. But all of that changed the moment John the Baptist dunked him in the Jordan River. As we heard a few moments ago, when Jesus came out of the water, the heavens opened, the Spirit descended in the form of a dove upon him, and God the Father was heard to say, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. That was the baptism of Jesus. Our baptism is different. Jesus' baptism revealed his identity to the world, whereas our baptism reveals our identity to us. And this is important because this is something we can easily lose sight of. Because of the difficulties of life, because of the distractions of life, we can easily forget who we are. That's one reason, incidentally, why the Church encourages us to bless ourselves with holy water whenever we enter a church building. Now, a lot of Catholics do that, I'm sure, without giving it a second thought. They don't even think of its meaning, but they really should. That pious act is supposed to remind us that we are baptized children of Almighty God, born again, heirs to the kingdom of heaven, washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. It's supposed to remind us, in other words, of our identity. And knowing our identity is extremely important because identity influences activity. How we think of ourselves influences how we act toward ourselves and, of course, toward other people. The more we are in touch with our baptismal identity, the more we will act like saints and do all those things I mentioned earlier, hope, obey, surrender, trust, pray, and expect miracles. On that note, I read something very interesting the other day about King Louis IX of France, who lived way back in the 13th century. Louis was baptized in a chapel in his hometown of Poissy. Many years later, he was crowned king in the great cathedral at Reims. But the interesting thing is, he always felt a greater affection, a greater reverence for the chapel where he was baptized than he did for this grand, incredible cathedral where he was made king. And one day he was asked why this was the case. He answered with these words. Well, actually, not quite these words. He spoke it in French, but this is the official translation here. He said, 
In the castle chapel, I received the sacrament of baptism, thereby becoming a child of God. In the cathedral of Reims, I received the royal crown, whereby I became king of France. I deem divine sonship a greater dignity than earthly kingship. The dignity of kingship I will lose at the time of my death, whereas as a child of God, I will obtain eternal happiness. And so it should come as no surprise that Louis IX of France is now known to the world as St. Louis, as in St. Louis, Missouri. Any Cardinal baseball fans here present? He's the only French king ever to be canonized by the Catholic Church. See, he knew his baptismal identity. He was in touch with it. And he lived his life accordingly. May Almighty God help all of us to do the very same thing.